Remember when you first said I do and how in love you were? Then came kids, work, responsibilities, and laundry. Suddenly your marriage became the last thing on your priority list. Are you wanting more out of your marriage? We are Jeff and Mandy Rose, and we want to show you how to design your perfect marriage. Join us on our challenges of adventure, commitment, faith, and yes, intimacy. We want to help you make your marriage more. Yep, yep, yep. Here we are. Here we are. And we have another interview. We do with some of our favorite people. So we are totally loving the fact that we can get our friends to come on and open up and talk about their marriage is marriages. Did I just say? <laughs> Who, knows? Who knows? Who knows? Mar- okay. Marriages. <laughs> yeah. Loving the marriages. Well, <laughs> you're really messing this all up. <clears throat> Want to start over? <laughs> Reset. Okay. Yeah. So uh, on today's podcast, we have our friends Bob and Linda, now from Franklin, Tennessee, formerly of St. Louis. Uh, Bob is a fellow finance blogger, but uh, they've also been married for an amazing 11 years, and they have a son by the name of Alden that they adopted. So we also have that commonality as well. But uh, they also are followers of Jesus, and they've just been really good friends and online and offline. Uh, we've just really enjoyed spending time with them, going down to see them. Mandy enjoys shopping with Linda. She maybe, has some great maybe, style. Maybe a little too much, but <laughs> maybe a little bit too much. I don't even think we talked about this in the episode, but we like vacationed with them. We didn't even get that far. Like we last did. spring break, we actually went to Florida and rented a house with them. So we've just, and, we're, and we're still friends afterwards. We're, yeah, and that was with our kids, and they still like us. <laughs> yeah, they still want to hang out with us. It's amazing. <laughs> yes, but I think you guys are really going to enjoy this interview with Bob and Linda. Um, like Jeff said, just some really great friends of ours that we've known for a while. And when we thought about starting interviews again, they were some of the top people on our list that we wanted to talk to and just um, let you guys hear their story. And they both just have a, a fire in their heart for Jesus and What I love most about them, and I don't know that I even said this on the podcast, is that they're not afraid to say, you know, that they're not perfect, but they also are very, very, very passionate about like being making their marriage a priority, even after they have adopted their son and even after their move. And even after Bob's blog is, you know, so huge and taking off and he's so passionate about his work, they're just really good about keeping their marriage a priority and they're both on that same page. And so I knew that having them on, it would be a blessing to hear just all the things that they had to share. That's right. And they shared some good stuff. So. Yeah, and, and we, uh, we picked this up in the midst of the conversation. Uh, Bob was trying to get the, our recording set up, the tech side of it. And I guess Linda was at outside his office and it was locked and she could not get in. And she was <laughs> texting Mandy, seeing if, she could, if I could message Bob to let her in. So she was basically locked out and she had no way of getting a hold of him. And so we picked up the conversation right there, which is pretty funny. Just yeah. because, yeah, you'll hear. You'll enjoy it. So introducing a Bob and Linda. Hope you enjoy it. You're fine. I'm going to punch him in the face for putting me on the spot like that, but that isn't that I'm fine. <laughs> it's all good. It's okay. Mandy's uh, upset at me because I took Sloan to bed last night and apparently I forgot to put his pull-up on, which oh. normally wouldn't... I mean, it hasn't been an issue in a while, but of course it's last night. It was an issue, so... At some point in the early morning hours, our son came in after wetting the bed. 
You know, it was 1.30. I was like, oh, happy Mother's Day is over at 1.30 a.m. <laughs> I mean, if we want to get technical, it wasn't Mother's Day anymore. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It was, it was like... It was Monday. You did just enough to get him to midnight, and then <laughs> it's rude. That's how well, it works. Let's be real, though. Mother's Day isn't about mothers. It's about the kids. True, true. It's all about the kids. Je- here's, here's a funny thing. Yesterday, you know... My big thing is like, okay, on Mother's Day, don't ask me any questions. Like, Daddy can get you milk. He knows where the crackers are, and he can actually wipe your butt, if believe it or not. And so um, Jeff was like, in the afternoon, he was like, "Look, you want to go to a movie?" And I was like, oh, "I mean, I guess so." And then you, he took you me didn't to like, say "You guess so." He you... took me to the longest movie ever. It was like the Avengers three-hour movie, it and was, I'm like, "It was Captain America, technically not Avengers." <laughs> So Whatever. It, at the end, I was like, I get it now. I know why you did this. You did this so for three hours that you didn't have to, like, get crackers and milk. It was like a break for him. I mean, let's, let's just make one thing clear, though. You never technically asked me how long the movie was. No, but on Father's <laughs> Day, we're going to go to a movie marathon. <laughs> I think you should go to a girl movie, too. <laughs> I know. I was like, well, I'm sitting here watching Captain America. It's Mother's Day. What is wrong with my life? <laughs> We could have saw Jungle Book. That was the two options you chose. You chose. You were the the final vote. I know. I was. <laughs> I was just going along with it. That's what moms do. That's what moms do. They disagree. All right. So whether we, you guys are ready or not, we went ahead and, and hit record. <laughs> so. I believe it. I think you put that part about me punching Bob in the face. Yeah. I think it started with that. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> we, we don't have to put that on there. We know you love Bob. <laughs> so anyway, we can stick with this mic. If you guys, um, if you guys are fine with this, we can do this. No, so no, we're going with you, man. We're going. Great. It's live. Awesome. <laughs> we're on. Awesome. So, so now we do a little introduction kind of like, all right, so these are our friends, Bob and Linda. They have agreed to be in the Marriage More podcast. Uh, <laughs> and unbeknownst to them that we would start recording after Linda got locked out, I guess, of Bob's office and he had his phone off and did not get her request. Luckily, it was not like a thunderstorm or anything or, or below <laughs> freezing. I think it's a moderate temperature down in uh, the, the Nashville Franklin area. Note to self. Note to self. <laughs> Do not lock your wife out of the office. Yeah. Note to self. It's on my wall now. And turn on phone. <laughs> Leave your phone on. <laughs> always have your phone on, men. <laughs> I always put mine on. Uh, Do not disturb. That tends to get me in trouble, too. Yeah. Oh, boy. Because he forgets this, to take it off. This is like a serious problem. Does this happen to you guys? It's like every time we call each other, the other one doesn't answer for whatever reason. Yeah. Wait. Almost yeah. all the time. All the time. It's I so would agree. frustrating. And you're like, wait, I know you have your phone. You constantly have your phone. So it's like, how can you not answer it? It's like you're screening our calls. Is that what it is? I know. <laughs> Jeff. Um, he doesn't. Look, they're not even commenting. Like, they have nothing to say. I, I might be in the exactly. middle of, like, doing something for you, you know, that is making your life easier. It's why. Like asking exactly. me to go to Avengers movies. <laughs> okay moving on all right so hi guys hi. <laughs> we're really starting now so we're excited to have you guys on for those of you who are listening bob and linda become friends of ours i guess how many years ago was it that we met like five i think like five five, five. And a half. 
Okay, yeah. So we met at the very first financial blogger conference, which was in Chicago, Illinois. And at that point, Jeff and Bob didn't know each other. And Linda and I were just coming along as like the tag along wives. I think it was maybe the first conference that Jeff had went to. I don't know about Bob. Was that? Yeah. Uh, yeah, first conference I went to, too. Yeah, so we were kind of just coming along as the wives. Really didn't have any expectations of meeting anybody. I thought I'll probably just hang out in the room. And then somehow, I guess, did you guys know each other through the blog world? You and Bob did. We kind of, we yeah, knew each other. And then I was I did like a recap video that conference. And, you know, Bob was one of the, the bloggers I had interviewed, like a quick interview. And I think, Linda, if I recall, you actually bought a pass, correct? I mean, you were technically an attendee. I don't know how much you actually attended, but we, we attended the shopping mall a lot. No, I attended that year because I was working for Bob. Oh, I had that's just right. quit my job and I was working for Bob. She was writing blog posts. I was. That did not don't last very long. Up. Don't look them up. They're not good. <laughs> no, they were good. You just didn't like doing it. <laughs> that's very interesting. I guess I didn't know that part. Linda and I met there and just really hit it off and became friends through just kind of we were both in the same situation. We don't know anybody. And I think we were at dinner. I, I actually remember this. I have a terrible memory, but we were at, I think it was Maggiano's or some Italian. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. Maggiano's. Yeah. Yes. And I remember we were just talking and Linda said, oh, I, I'm a blogger. And I was like, wait, you're a blogger? And I was like, I'm a blogger too. And we were like, wait, we thought we were here with our blogging husbands, but we really both like at that time, Linda had a style blog and then I had House of Rose. And so we were just, I think that was kind of the initial like, oh, I love this girl. She has a blog. Okay, now we can really talk. Yeah. (laughs) And so, yeah, we have just been great friends ever since then. We've, the financial blogger conference is kind of our thing that we meet up every year, (laughs) but we do now meet up outside of that. So we aren't just financial blogger conference friends. We are real friends. All right. Mainly shopping buddies, I think. That's (laughs) our big connection. We are really great shopping buddies and Linda has really great style. So (laughs) I like for her to be my personal shopping assistant. I love it. I love it. <laughs> cool. All right. So since we are, um, I, we obviously talk about personal finance blogging, or at least Bob and I could for the and hours upon hours, but trying to stay with the marriage focus, I would love to give, have you two both give an introduction of uh, one, you know, kind of like how long you've been married and also how you guys first met. Oh boy. Give me a start. Or you start? Yeah, go, you go ahead. So we've been married for 11 years this year. Right? Did yep. I get it right? I got it right. Ding, ding, ding. Okay. <laughs> and we met at church. I mean, I guess technically it was a friend's party from church. Yeah. I don't know. That's a long story. We don't need to get into that whole story. But yeah. So we, we basically met at a party and became friends for years. Just like kind of best friends hanging out all the time. But no, we're not dating. We're just friends. You know, that type of thing. <laughs> and then eventually... You know, we... The lights went on? Yeah, I guess. We just realized <laughs> what everybody else realized, that, hey, we should probably date. And then we did and quickly got married. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> just like that. Yeah, like, like a year that. later. I think it was, a, 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 almost exactly a year later we got married. Yeah. Well, yeah, we had been friends for so long that, yeah, we already knew each other so well. That, and I think we both kind of knew that if we started dating, we were probably going to get married. Like, there were, yeah. At that point in our lives, I think we both realized we didn't want to waste any more time dating, you know, so. And how long did you guys date before you tied the knot? It was a year. I mean, we got engaged, I think, 
eight months later and then four months later we got married. We had a really, really small wedding and it was awesome. <laughs> Are you preaching small weddings? Is that- I am definitely preaching small weddings. Like it was immediate family only. Mm-hmm. Yeah, was- there were 20 people there. So it was like we were one step away from eloping. And the only reason we didn't elope is because I thought my mom would kill me. <laughs> <laughs> and you are a rule follower, huh? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. But, I mean... I mean, she's the rebel in her family. I'm the but, rebel. That, that, that doesn't say much. But yeah, the rebel in a rule following family, I guess. Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, wow. Yeah. We're all very much goody two-shoes, I guess. <laughs> Can you... So, uh, Okay, so is your version of that any different? No, because I did the same. it. Okay, great. What would you say? I mean, you guys have been dating. You feel like you knew each other pretty well. You're married. Were there any, <laughs> I'll say, surprises or challenges or things that you guys had to go through your first couple of years to like, okay, maybe marriage isn't as easy or as everyone says it is? I mean, any difficulties you guys had to overcome in the beginning? You know, I I feel like people either have a really hard first year or a really easy first year. And we had a really easy first year. Yeah, I honestly think the beginning of our marriage was really easy. But then because I think because we knew each other so well and there were not very many surprises. But then obviously, as we kind of grew together, (laughs) we started, you know, I feel like it starts with like the little nitpicky things. And then, for some reason, nitpicky things turn into big fights. I don't know why. Do you yeah. think that? Yeah. What do you think about this? I think, I agree with Linda. Our first year was easy, and I don't, I don't know why, but it just was. And really, the first few years were pretty easy. And then, I don't know when, maybe year five or seven, somewhere in there, we started, I think, just getting, you know, and I think this happens to a lot of married couples, but we just started letting down our guard a little bit and being a little bit less proactive in terms of, honoring each other and things like that and being intentional about doing that. And, you know, and I think when you do that, it just naturally leads to a little bit of distance and maybe a little bit more frustration and fighting. And, you know, and we had fought plenty before that, but I feel like that's when things start getting difficult. Yeah. A bit more difficult than they were the first few years. Yeah. I love that you say that because I think it is true that around that five to seven year mark, you do start becoming a little bit complacent. And I know that that is something that you guys had said that you were both pretty passionate about is really working on not being complacent in your marriage. And so it sounds like you're coming from a place where you kind of experience that a little bit. And as Jeff and I have also, and I think many marriage or many couples have. So I guess just can you guys talk through a little bit about like when you realize that, you know, you were becoming a little bit complacent in your marriage. What are some things that you started to be intentional about to change that? So we just moved to Franklin, Tennessee, but we've been living in St. Louis and we've pretty much been there all our lives. And we have a great we had a great church there that we were really connected in. So one of the things we did was and I think we even did this like probably once a year up until that point was we would go see the pastor in our church who does the counseling and we would just go in there and kind of check up and just talk. And he would talk to us and kind of download some wisdom. And I feel like that was really helpful. Yeah. Completely preventative. It's like we, we walked in there with smiles on our face, had no issues. Right. And it was solely for the purpose of we want to maintain and keep a good marriage. 
So we did that. I think once we started realizing that we were fighting a lot more than we wanted to be, we realized quickly that one of our big problems was that we weren't communicating. So in my head, I would think, well, I thought you were going to do, you know, X, Y, Z. And he had no idea I was thinking that. And so I had set this expectation that there was no way for him to fulfill because he had no clue about it. So that was definitely one of our things that we worked through. I could totally relate to that. Jeff is like smiling <laughs> over here. He's giving me the look like he was like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Preach Amen. It. Preach it. Keep going, Linda. <laughs> no, I mean, I still do that. I think we both do a little bit. Yeah, uh, we're the same. You know, we have done a lot of marriage counseling, just preventative. And then some that, you know, like we've actually needed help. And that was like one of the main things that, that we talked about is making assumptions, like never make assumptions in your marriage. And so we would always anything we would ever say, she was like, and that's because you assumed. <laughs> we were like, <laughs> oh. uh, OK, I guess so. I did assume that he was going to do this. or I did assume that he knew I wanted this, you know. Yeah. And it's so hard not to assume because I feel like, Bob, at this point, you should know me. You should know that I, you know, that I don't want the baby to walk in the house with mud all over his feet. You know what I mean? It's like, you should know that. Uh, Yes, I agree. Yeah. It's just mud. (laughs) (laughs) Man. Anyway, so yeah, I think that was one of the things. We also, I think we would watch like maybe marriage kind of like relationship videos. Like Gary Smalley, I think had some good ones. I think we would read The Power of a Praying Wife and The Power of a Praying Husband. Still sitting right there, darling. Oh, you're still reading it. Good thing. Yeah, that yeah, husbands. I mean, I can't speak to the wife one, but that is a great book. I've been praying that for my wife for years. Power of a Praying Husband by I don't know Stormy. I don't no, know how to say the name. Michael. 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 Michael Martin. Whatever. Okay, uh, that's good to know because I don't think that we have looked at those, and we need to. It's yeah. like writes out prayers and it gives you information. So the, the woman's one gives you information about how your husband thinks. And then it tells you like prayers to pray for him. So it, like talks about like his job and just different things that make up a man's personality, like specific to men. And then the, the other one is specific to women. Yeah. Don't you think? Yeah. And then it gives you prayers to pray. It's Highly really recommend it though. Yep. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. We'll have to read those, babe. Just another thing that we can do together. <laughs> you mentioned that the the preventative uh, meeting you had with your pastor, that was like an annual thing. Was that with your church in St. Louis? Yes. Just like, is that something that you've continued to do or now moving to Nashville, has that made it, you know, one of those things? Okay, we need to do that, but we haven't found the right fit yet. Or how's that look now? I mean, honestly, we haven't done it in a couple of years. We just kind of got out of the habit and, you know. So this is really good. This is a really good reminder that I do want to keep doing that. How easy it is to just fall out of good habits, you know. Right. I didn't mean to put you on the spot, but it's, I know. No, but it's a great illustration, you know. Like it's, it's absolutely something we do want to continue doing mm-hmm. because we did find it very helpful. But yeah, we, have, we don't have the system in place yet. Yeah, I mean, we go back to St. Louis enough that I think we could still go talk to that pastor. Because he, I mean, he's, we're close to him. Like, I feel like he yeah. knows us really well and everything, so... We yeah, might even true. just go back to him. 
Okay, so you guys have mentioned that you were St. Louis residents for a very long time, and that's when we met you, and that you've recently moved to Nashville, Tennessee. And uh, I feel like we just interviewed uh, Grant and Sheila Baldwin, who are friends of yours as well. And (laughs) they have the same story. So I feel like people are going to be like, so you interview people who just moved to Nashville? (laughs) (laughs) This is all Jeff's plan since he's uh, trying to get me there. But we're trying to. I know. I know. Uh, (laughs) But I would I would love to hear I was really interested in learning from Grant and Sheila, like how it affected their marriage and their story was interesting. And I think that yours is a little different. I don't know. But I would love to hear, like, how did you come to that decision? And then once you did finally make that decision, like, how has it been leaving like the only place that you that you have ever really lived in all of your family? And what does that look like with your marriage? So the decision was, yeah, I mean, honestly, even literally one year ago, if you would have asked us, hey, what are the chances that you'll move to Nashville? Like both of us would have like laughed in your face and said, there's no way. So April of 2015, we would have told you that. But in June of 2015, I don't know, the thought was just like bouncing around our heads a little bit. And so we said, why don't we just go down there for a weekend and see if we would even want to go for a month. And if we don't even want to go stay there for a month, then we're definitely moving there. But let's go down for a weekend and explore. So that's what we did. We just came down and explored and we loved the town and the city and really enjoyed it. So then we said, well, why don't we go down for a month and just hang out and just see how it feels, blah, 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 blah. And so we did that. And before the month was over, we bought a house. So... (laughs) um, It moved really, really quickly. And during that month, I actually wasn't working and I was spending most of that time just kind of praying about this crazy decision that we might make. And yeah, and I I just felt good. It just felt right. It just felt like home. And I didn't understand it. I didn't, you know, I think there's some business benefits to moving here, but I I wouldn't have moved here solely for the business benefits. I mean, because it is such a, you know, it's a pretty big life change. Yes. But, you know, throughout that, we just, you know, it took her a little bit longer to get on board and she'll explain that in a second. But for me, after about a week or two of just kind of living here, so to speak, in the, you know, the Airbnb we were staying in, it just felt right. And I felt comfortable kind of pulling the trigger on it. Yeah, for me, it took a little bit longer. So we came in and visited and it is like Tennessee or especially the Nashville area is really cool. It's just I feel like there's a lot of opportunity. There's a lot of things that, I mean, I feel like St. Louis doesn't have, you know, just, I don't know, excitement or something. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so we came and we visited for the weekend. We were like, this is really fun. Let's come for a month, which we had done before. We had done this a lot where we would go visit someplace for a month. So we thought, well, you know, if nothing else, it'll just be nice to have a month off and just kind of spend time together. Well, we spent time exploring and Bob, I mean, really like the first couple days we were here, he was like, I want to move here. Let's do it. And I was like trying not to have a panic attack when he was saying this (laughs) because my sister was pregnant with her first baby. We live two miles door to door from each other. Like we were really excited about being home together with our babies and I mean, obviously we're extremely connected with our church. We have really good friendships there. And I just was not in that state of mind at all. So we prayed about it. And I kind of, I said, let's not make any decisions for two weeks. Like, I don't even want to start looking at houses for two weeks because I was so, I mean, I felt like claustrophobic. It was like panic feeling. So after two weeks, I just kind of felt 
piece. I don't really feel like there was ever this moment of like, thus saith the Lord, you should move to Nashville. But I just kind of felt peace. And Bob was so gung ho about it that I was like, okay, let's start doing it. So two weeks into the trip, we started looking at houses. And that's when I told like my friends and family, my close friends and family. And before we went back home, I mean, it was literally one month before we went back home, we had bought a house. So it was like, Hey, we're thinking about moving here. Oh, we bought a house. Okay, we're moving. <laughs> I mean, I feel like everybody was in such shock. Yeah, that is very shocking. Yeah, I remember I was in shock. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was pretty crazy. So yeah, I mean, I feel like before we even knew it, we were just living here. <laughs> yeah, which which I feel like brings on a whole other set of like, because it, not that it was such a rash decision, but it was like such a quick thing that you did, like... I don't know. I just feel like, and, and we haven't said this, but you also have a, a little one. So you have a child. It's not like you were just, just the two of you adventuring off and, you know, like you're also have your little boy. And so I don't know, like, I just, what did that look like? Like, what did you got there? And then did you feel like it brought you closer together? Do you feel like you felt farther apart because you felt alone and away from home? Or how did that affect your relationship together? Well, I'll say this. So in terms of the move, and I, I don't know if somebody told me this or if I just had this idea, but I knew the first few months were not going to be difficult because there's so much momentum and excitement from the move that, you know, and everybody's coming to visit and whatever. And so I knew for the first few months it would be easy. I knew that it would be getting difficult probably around the six month mark or something like that, where it starts to sink in. It's like, wow, we did this. You know what I mean? And and that proved to be the case for us. And I think that's where we started to feel a little bit of the difficulty. Because for me, like, honestly, the first six months, I, I mean, yeah, it was just so easy. And we kept ourselves really busy. And I think even for you, Linda, it was pretty easy. And then once yeah. we kind of got about six months in, then, I don't know, maybe some homesickness started sinking in, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's all very true. Like, we were... Out of the first six months, we were probably living in our house, like... By ourselves without visitors? By ourselves without visitors, maybe a week or two. I mean, honestly, yeah. wow. we were traveling or we We were had traveling visitors. a lot, and then we had visitors. I mean, we, we had visitors probably for two or three months out of that entire time, right? Yeah. Yeah, so... And then the rest of the time, we were traveling. <laughs> it was kind of like... Honestly, the last year has been pretty much a whirlwind. But as far as how it's affected our relationship, I mean, I think we've gone through a lot of different emotions where it has brought us closer because it's just the two of us here. But it's also been very distracting because we have been traveling. We've had a ton of visitors. So it's kind of like when people come, it's really we love when people visit. We're really enjoying that. But it's also nice when they leave because then it's just the three of us again. And it kind of really like makes us enjoy our time together because yeah. it's just, it's a really busy time in life, which I know everybody's busy. Yeah, everybody's busy. And I think it really is helping us focus. Mm -hmm. Don't you think? Yep, agreed. But we've definitely gone through a lot of different things in our marriage. But yeah, I, in terms of the marriage and how it affects our marriage, I don't think we have anything really juicy to share. Like, I don't <laughs> feel like it, it made a huge difference one way or another. I feel you like know. there's been like ups and downs, but they've been more daily. So it's like one day I'm like really frustrated because my support system isn't here. And why are you acting like this? You're the only one I have here, you know? And then the next day it's like, 
oh, we have the whole day together and it's wonderful. And we're, <laughs> we're happy and exploring. And then, you know, it's like extremely, we're going through the, uh, the different phases really fast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, but I think that's encouraging though, to, to hear from you, even for other couples who are going through maybe not a big move, but any kind of big change in their life. And just to hear that, like, you know, it really hasn't done a number on your marriage. I mean, that's a testament one to the fact that you have a pretty strong marriage and a strong bond. And two, I mean, it's an encouragement to other people that, you know, Hey, like you can do this. It's not going <laughs> to wreck your life or wreck your relationship. So I think, yeah. I, mean, I think it's an encouragement for sure. Well, and something to add to that is that I think I knew and I absolutely, there's no way we would have made this move unless she was a hundred percent on board. I'm smart enough to know that that's just a dumb idea. So, <laughs> so I knew that I had to wait until she was okay with this. And if she was never going to be okay with it, then I was going to be okay with that because I knew that if we didn't come in here in unity, I mean, if we didn't make this move in unity, that it just wasn't going to end well. Yeah. And I think like what I really appreciate about Bob is that he's like, if we don't like it here, we'll just move back. You know what I mean? It, it's not this, we have to live there the rest of our lives type of decision. It's let's go on this adventure. If it doesn't work out, we'll just go back. No big deal. Yeah. So you kind of always had that to fall back on like, okay, we could try it in the back of your mind. You're yeah. like, and if it doesn't work out, then we'll just go back to what we were doing. Yeah. Which is really comforting for, especially for me. Cause I was the most freaked out about it. And Bob's been really like, how can we make this work? What do you need to feel comfortable? Which is good. I think he's, he's pretty good about that. I feel like he's like that with a lot. Cause it, for me, it takes me a long time. I'm the type of person that I will stand on the edge of the pool and think about it for 15 minutes before I put a toe in. This is a perfect situation. <laughs> this is not a joke. <laughs> I'm the I same and way. I jump in the water. Yeah. To get it out of the way. And she puts a toe in and literally <laughs> will take 20 minutes to work her whole body in. <laughs> Oh, I think that that's why we love you guys so much because you, Bob and Jeff are very similar and Linda and I are very similar. And so we, we feel each other's pain, you know? Exactly. That's hilarious. I like that. And I might have to steal that though. I like that. (laughs) All yours. I want to go back even further because uh, one thing that Bob and I often forget about was before we knew each other, we both worked for the same company and that mm-hmm. was formerly A.G. Edwards out of St. Louis. Bob worked at the home office. I was a, a, a broker for a local office here. And, you know, you got laid off. Before you got laid off, I think you had started your blog, which was ChristianPF.com, now Ctime.com. And I believe it was like a, a side hustle at the time. Yep. And you got laid off. You had your blog. And I, re- and I think the story is, is that you, like, oh, I'm going to give this a go for a while. I think we might have like a, a severance package to kind of get you, keep you afloat for a while. And, you know, I'm familiar with that story, but I've never heard it from, you know, kind of Linda's point of view as far as like, you know, her ha- just and then from a marriage point of view of, you know, you have your nine to five job and now you want to try this Internet <laughs> thing, <laughs> you know, with no benefits, no health insurance, all that good stuff. And just going back, that is a discussion I think a husband and wives are going to have behind the scenes. I'm just kind of curious how that went down. And, you know, was there... Just how, how that was with you guys back then. Oh, boy. Okay. Well, first, I'm going to preface this with I don't feel like we have much juicy to share here, <laughs> but I will tell you what happened. So I was working at our church, and as luck would have it, 
we had great benefits. Like, I mean, I think I got like two months of vacation and I mean, top of the line health insurance, top of the line health insurance that I didn't pay a dime for. Yeah. So we really lucked out with that. That's first. So we were already on my health insurance. So I remember when he got laid off, I had had a migraine and I was sleeping and I woke up and he came in the bedroom and was like, they told me that they're closing my department and I have till June, which I think this might've been in the fall. Yeah. We, it was a long lead time. Yeah. He's like, I have till June to figure this out. And we sat there and kind of like mapped out what we were going to do. At that point, the blog had been going a year. No, not even that. Cause that was 2007. So the blog had only been going like six months. So, I mean, oh I was God. really fresh. We were such idiots. <laughs> This is this is one of those things that I get tons of emails from readers. Hey, should I quit my job and go become a blogger? And I'm always like, uh, no, no, that's not the way to do it. And then they're like, wait, but you did that, right? I'm like, uh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this was seriously something that I feel like God led us step by step. Okay, so we were newlyweds. You got laid off in 2008. Eight, I think. 2008 summer. And we got married in 2005. So we were both young. We didn't have any kids. We were living in a one bedroom apartment and we just were kind of green, <laughs> clearly. And I think we kind of mapped out how we were going to do it. And again, what I appreciate about Bob is he's like, okay, worst case scenario, like worst case scenario, we can't pay our bills. What are we going to do? How are we going to handle it? And he's like, there's a McDonald's down the road. He's like, I will work there. I will work at Starbucks. I will work at the gas station. I will do whatever it takes. So I was like, okay, all right. Well, if that's what we're looking at, then let's kind of go for it. And he got a severance package and he had a retainer. A retention bonus. A retention for bonus staying for staying because he had to stay till June. So, so many people would get another job and just quit. Before June came. So he got a bonus for staying till the very end, which worked out really well for us. So basically what we ended up getting out of all that is probably about, I don't know, six to nine month lead time for that. We could cover our bills to transition over. And within nine months of me getting laid off, I was able to surpass our income from the day job from the blog, which it's so miraculous. I mean, because especially back then in 2008, it's like there weren't many people making a full-time living from a blog. So it just really was one of those miraculous things that I, I still don't really know how it happened. Uh, yeah, but, but anyway, but the question in terms of the marriage aspect, so how did you handle all that? I just felt like it was right. Honestly, that's all I can tell you. I felt like it was right. And so I just was on board and I knew that if he didn't make any money, he would go work at McDonald's or whatever he had to do. I mean, obviously he would try to get a better job than that, but I mean, yeah, he was like, I will figure out a way to make money. So, so yeah, I mean, I the thing him. that I think I would do again, if I had to do it all over again, um, that I would repeat is the thing that I saw that helped Linda so much was that I did everything I could do to make her comfortable with this decision. I gave her as much information as I possibly could. And I gave her as much of a plan for how I would handle the, the different situations. And I, I noticed that that helped her a whole lot kind of get on board. Wouldn't you say? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's important because, you know, for you to just say, Linda, like, you know, I just trusted him. Like that's, 
that's great. Like, because obviously you have great trust in him, but it sounds too like he really worked at, at that and showing you like, Hey, like this is the plan. If this doesn't work out, like making you feel comfortable. And so, yeah. You know, like you said, Bob, it's like when people email you and you're like, oh, should I quit my job and just, you know, start a blog and make money? It's like, yeah, go tell your wife that she's yeah. probably not going to trust you. <laughs> but, you know, it sounds like what I've been hearing also you say is a lot of the decisions that you have made have been based on things that you felt like God was leading you in. And that's really one of the things that I've always loved about both of you is that really most of your decisions are based on things that you've prayed about and things that you feel like God is leading you in. Do you feel like, and not to get off topic, but I am just curious because, you know, that's not always my initial response, especially when it comes to like money and marriage. I'm not constantly like, oh yeah, pray about it. Got to pray about it. You know, I try to remind myself that, but it's not always my initial reaction. And so I feel like you guys are really great examples of that is your first reaction. Like you really just turn to God. And so like, how did you get to that point? Did you just like kind of grow up praying over everything or was it something that you worked through in your marriage or is it still a struggle? Like, how does that look for you guys? When we met, we were both, I, I mean, I grew up in the church. Bob did not really, he kind of did. And so for me, things came a little bit more, it was a little more routine for me. But I think around the time we met, all of our friends were kind of really on fire for God and just living that type of lifestyle. And I think that is our foundation, honestly. I mean, I remember when we were dating, we would just go in the church parking lot and walk around the building and pray and just kind of pray for our future. Even though we didn't know what that meant, we were just asking God to lead us and guide us. And I feel like the reason why we're still like that is because that foundation was there. It was always this thing of, we just want to do what God wants us to do. I mean, how do you feel about that? Yeah, I feel the same way, but make no mistake. It is still a challenge. I mean, oh, yeah. you know, yeah, everybody has a flesh to contend with. And it's like, you have to continually remind yourself and bring your ba- yourself back to the spiritual aspect. And to stay focused on the things that are eternal and are actually most important. And it's stinking hard. And it's, you know, and everybody knows this. It's really hard in our world with all the distractions and everything else. Yeah. I mean, and honestly, I feel like a failure far more than I feel like a success with that. So, yeah. Well, I think it's, you know, I think they say, well, at least for Jeff and I, you know, we really try to surround ourselves with other couples who are on fire for God. And yeah. um, we know that like when we don't do that and we are surrounding ourselves with people who are not on fire for God, that it really does make an impact in the way that we live our lives. And so we've really enjoyed just being friends with you guys, because I feel like your passion for just everything that God's doing in your life it's just so evident. And it's like, it's not like you're pushing in anyone's face. And I love that too, because I didn't grow up in church. So if you push God in my face, I'm kind of like, I get, you know, like you, Linda, I'm like a little like, it takes me some time. Please don't just throw that throw yeah. up on me like that. And so, you know, I just, I really love that you guys are really passionate about that. And um, I know that everybody struggles, but it's good to see that. I don't know. It's just encouraging to see that you guys are such an example to other couples. Yeah, thank you. Well, <laughs> I don't know if I agree with that 100%, but... <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Teach us your like, ways, though, Jeff. <laughs> he's so rude. I know. 
Hey, uh, we we are uh, kind of over typically our usual length of our podcast. Because uh, we could talk to you guys forever. I know Let's there's actually be like three or four of the things I was going to maybe bring up, but that would probably stretch us till another hour. I know. We didn't get to adoption or talk about paying off debt or like there's so many. We'll have to have them back. Yeah. What? Can we have you guys back? Anytime. <laughs> I feel like we have so much more we could talk about. I know, really. We would do this in closing. You know, if you could just give, which I think you've already kind of shared a lot of this, you know, what was like your big epiphany or your biggest marriage tip for anyone listening to this interview with you guys? That's such a loaded question. By the I way. know, man. Because <laughs> um, if you have to I, just pick one, wow. I think the big one for me, and I, I need to get back to this, is stop expecting things. I need to stop expecting things and just... The minimum assumptions yeah minimize assumptions yeah. and always think the best even if he does the wrong thing always think that he's trying to do his best <laughs> yeah i remember listening to uh, i think it was a podcast episode from andy stanley who is just really, really a real great teacher and he's, he's got a marriage six-part series or something i think it's called i marriage or something like that and it, it was really really good and i believe in there he's mentioned one thing where he talked about they interviewed like, I don't know, tons and tons of married couples that have been married for 60, 70 years or whatever. And we're looking for common threads of success, you know, that they all kind of had. And one of the things that they identified, or I think the most prominent thing that they identified was that they all had almost a delusional view or a delusionally like positive view of their spouse. So they believed the best of their spouse, like even when it wasn't justified and even when it wasn't, even when it wasn't even accurate. I guess you should probably listen to his episode because the explaining of this that I'm doing isn't doing it nearly as much (laughs) justice. But the point was that you can never go wrong believing the best in your spouse and that that actually leads to a really happy marriage. And because I think the reality is, is that most times when we're looking for the worst, we find the worst, you know, but when we're looking for the best in them, we actually find that. And I feel like that's been something that's helped me immensely. That's some good stuff right there, Bob. I like it. I love that. (laughs) I'm going to go listen to this podcast episode too now. Yeah, listen to it because it's really good. Awesome. Well, for those that want to check out more what you guys are doing, I know Bob's got a lot of different things, but uh, where can they go check you out? So my main blog is seedtime.com. And that's seed is in S-E-E-D. And that's kind of where you can find out what we're doing. And essentially what we do is we help people pay off debt, get out of debt and things like that. So, so that's my main hub where you can find me. And you can find me on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Holla! Holla! I love Instagram. Me my too. Instagram. Rose, and I will just I'll say that I was going to say Linda has a great Instagram. If you love like kid fashion, <laughs> she dresses all in like the cutest I've ever seen in my life. Like I look at her pictures and I'm like, I really want to dress my kids like that, but they don't let oh, me anymore. Yeah. So That's I just hilarious. have to live through you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. And people yeah, think can... we're related because your Instagram is at Rose Alamode. <laughs> yeah. So they're like, oh, is this Rose girl your sister? I'm like, sort of, we're just, sort of. We're kindred spirits. <laughs> sort of. She really is. 
All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for talking to us today and encouraging couples. And um, we will definitely have you back. I feel like there's so much more we could talk about, especially with uh, Bob, with all you're doing with the personal finance um, stuff. We could go on for hours. So thank you, guys. And hopefully we will see you in real life soon. Yeah, Yeah, of course. (laughs) See you guys. Bye. Bye.